a listener production. Hey there, I'm Sasha Barbagat. Thanks for joining me on this extra episode of The Briefing. And just before we get started, a warning, this episode discusses suicide. Next week marks the start of Men's Health Awareness Month and today new research has revealed that Aussie blokes might finally be starting to pay closer attention to their mental health. The Sachs Institute's Public Health and Research Journal has surveyed 1,300 men in Australia, finding mental health ranks as their number one preventative health concern and that's particularly high among those aged 18 to 34. It is a welcome stat, particularly given the horrifically high rates of male suicide in Australia, with men three times more likely to die by suicide than women. So do these new statistics show a shift in how Aussie men are looking at their mental health? And what else can be done in this space? Well, to find out, I'm joined now by Simon von Saldern. He's the CEO of Healthy Male, and he's one of the research authors on the Sachs Institute's paper that's out today. Simon, thanks for joining us on The Briefing. Now, this research surveyed almost 1,300 Aussie men, and it found that mental health actually ranks as the top preventative health concern for blokes. Did that surprise you? Look, it probably didn't surprise us as much as probably some of the findings within it as well as um, that one, because there's been much more information and prevalence around mental health. So it's nice to see that actually it's being considered. I think the things that surprised us is when we digged in a little deeper, that actually things like weight management and physical activity came up quite high as well. And that was a little surprising. We didn't think men were as concerned as they're saying they are. Mm. I want to just bring it back to the mental health issue just quickly. Now, it was actually kind of broken down. uh, Stress, depression and loneliness were some of the singular questions that were asked of the men in this survey. Can you dig a little bit deeper into, into those statistics and how men are feeling around those issues? Yeah, look, the one that really did surprise us the most in there was the loneliness, um, the results that we got from there. We did not expect to see what we saw, and that was that basically 43% of everyone surveyed said that they were lonely, and we were pretty staggered by that. But then we compared it to some international results, and it's pretty similar. And one in 16 of the men were saying that they were very lonely. So, This is quite concerning when we think about it and the way that it actually has an impact upon other types of health when loneliness. So we know that men who are lonely are nearly four times more likely to have high levels of stress. We know that they're more, you know, nearly two times more likely to have poor physical health. And so the factors of things like um, loneliness and what that does with anxiety and depression and physical health really do have an accelerating uh, manifest into other areas. Mm. What impact did age have on these results? You know, younger men were the most concerned with their mental health. Do we see similar numbers though in older men or is it really something that we're seeing in the younger generations coming through? And urban mythology is really interesting with when it comes to men and their health. Because what we found was that being sort of 65 years and older, and having adequate health literacy actually showed that you had much more positive attitude towards prevention practices than younger men did. So we do see that things like health literacy are really important, and so talking with men, and so we've got to be better at that. One of the things the study's shown us is that we need to be better at that with younger men because their concerns are in the mental health area, et cetera, but they probably don't have the health literacy that some of the older men have. 
Mm. Men's Health Awareness Month kicks off next week and you've kind of touched on it already, but do you think previous campaigns that have encouraged men to consider their mental health more are now having an impact given the results of this research showing that men are concerned about their mental health? Absolutely. There's definitely been a a positive shift in terms of recognition of mental health and the stigma associated around mental health has lessened drastically. And these are really, really positive changes. So the areas that we do, so we've seen some research recently though, that areas such as, and I touched on it before, with loneliness, we know that men would rather actually admit to having a mental health condition than to being lonely. Mm. Now, there's not lots of research around why. We can only hypothesize that that's because it's a bit, it's kind of like saying you've got no friends. There are still areas that we have to work very heavily on and some of the areas around physical health now as well because we have to look at men and anyone really holistically in terms of if their mental health is poor, it tends to be that their physical health will become poor as well. And people's physical health, if that's affected, sometimes it affects your mental health. So taking anything in isolation can actually, in the long term, a little bit dangerous for the individual. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you need to look at yourself as, okay, well, if, if I, we know with footballers, if they have knee reconstructions, that they can, can affect their mental health, for example. So this happens to Joe Average as well. Yeah. What about the suicide rate? Men are three times more likely to die by suicide in uh, in Australia than women are. It's one of those horrible statistics that we hear about during these proactive campaigns encouraging men to chat to a mate or chat to their GP if they're struggling with their mental health. Do you think that we're on the right path now, given the results of this research, to lowering that statistic? Yeah, look, I would have to say that I think um, we're definitely talking about it more, which is great. I personally don't believe that we're doing enough with a gendered lens on suicide. It does seem to very much be a gendered issue. Three out of four suicides are men, and we can't we can't hide from that fact. Why this is happening, you know, there's there's more and more literature and more and more research, but we're still not. 100% sure as to why some of these, uh, why is it men that continually do this? There's there's lots of theories, but the practice, it really needs to be honed in on because we're seeing still seeing increasing rates of suicide. Simon, the research showed that men are concerned with their mental health, things like loneliness, depression, anxiety. But it's one thing to be concerned and it's another to actually take the step to address those concerns, whether that's talking to a mate or a GP or a counsellor. From the research, are you finding that men are taking that next step? Yeah, and this, uh, the answer to this is a bit like a Sara Lee cheesecake. It's got layers in it. Um, mm. there, is, there is definitely much more awareness and you're right, there's much more concern with men about their mental health and they're even willing to put their hand up about their mental health. One of the challenges is, though, that even when they seek assistance and therapy, that at least 40% of them drop out of that therapy within the first few months because the therapy doesn't actually meet their needs. Mm. Now, that's not about the man seeking the help. That's actually about the type of therapy that's being provided. Right. We keep talking about person-centred care, and it's just not happening quick enough. So we need to start making sure that the care levels actually address that when the person walks through the door. 
Mm. So do you think then the conversation that we've been having up until this point might need to switch now from mental health awareness campaigns to actually encouraging men to take that next step and also for our healthcare options in this space to be improved? Uh, I definitely agree that the healthcare options in the space can can be improved. Even if we thought they were perfect today, we learn so much every day about what is a better approach and how we do things. So I think we'll never say that we're, we're at Nirvana and that healthcare can always improve and we can always make sure that the person-centred care is improving. But awareness is always a really necessary tool because we, we have to get to the point of prevention where we can. If we can get before the point of the first the first bouts of anxiety and depression. And so when people, when it does happen to them, they recognize what's happening and that they can step into the appropriate self-care or therapy that's required, we have made a massive, massive step. Really, we've got to get our emphasis heavily into prevention. I get it, we have to build hospitals, but we actually have to stop people from going to hospitals. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. Uh, Simon, before I let you go, we're heading into Men's Health Awareness Month uh, in just a week's time. What would be your message to any blokes listening now uh, as they go about November? You know, what would you encourage them to do? The first thing I'd say is that if you think it's just you, it's not. You're not the first guy that's probably felt this way. You're not alone. And just start by talking to someone. And if you haven't got someone in your life that you can talk to um, or that you trust that you can talk to, find a professional to talk to. It really is worthwhile. It's the first step and I know it's the hardest step, but it is well worthwhile. That was Simon von Saldern, the CEO of Healthy Mail and one of the research authors on a new paper out today from the Sachs Institute's Public Health and Research Journal. Now, if any of the topics we've talked about today have brought up any issues for you, we've linked a bunch of helpful resources in the show notes of the episode. And if you or someone you know needs help now, the number for Lifeline is 13 11 14. And that is it for today's extra episode of The Briefing. Thank you for your company. Tom and the team will be back in your feeds tomorrow morning at six.